0: Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. This is Coach James Short, and we are super excited to have this amazing guest on the show today. You know, sometimes it's good to sort of look outside of, of the industry of, you know, the, those who are, are, have got the business within the industry and looking at those who support the industry. And this is why we've got this amazing guest on today. And the gentleman... Is Simon Cry. You may know him. He is the marketing guru extraordinaire. Simon has been in the digital marketing space for seven years now, and he's an international consultant and digital marketing agency, which is called smartermarketers.com.au. Go and check it out straight after this. You listen to this podcast, smartermarketers.com.au. His digital marketing agency is the first of its kind to specialize in the real estate industry, and he's passionate about seeing agents and companies grow their business by attracting attracting more prospects, converting more listings and leveraging their time and resources more effectively. Oh, super excited. Let's get him on the line. Simon, mate, great to have you.
1: Hey James, pleasure to be here, man. And I'm looking forward to giving you guys some value on this call today. And uh, yeah, let's see what we can do.
0: Let's see what we can come up with. I'm excited about it. Fantastic. So share, like, how did you get to where you are today? Share us a bit of that journey and, and some of the milestones that have created to You. To how you got to where you are today? Yeah, man,
1: more than happy to. Um, I actually started off in the real estate agents, um, in, in the real estate uh, space before I developed my own consulting practice. I started selling real estate when I was 17 years old. And um, back in the day, I'm now 46, back in the day, our lists and our databases were as complex as the white pages In fact, my first listing when I was uh, 17 going on 18 um, was a caravan park right on the beach and we sold it for millions of dollars Um, and I got that through going through the letter E at 8.30 at night. So I know what it is to hustle and grind um, and I've sold real estate in Darwin in Cairns. Uh, My high school sweetheart moved to Cairns and so I had to follow her Um, (laughs) (laughs) and that's why I got into real estate. I thought, oh, this would be a profession which would give me some flexibility um, and give me some freedom to travel and to sort of build business anywhere if I got the right skills in place, right? And so then we moved from, um, from Darwin to Cairns, Cairns back to Darwin, and then sold real estate when we finally moved down here on the Gold Coast. Um, didn't do very well on the Gold Coast, did okay, but um, found myself wanting to really pursue other interests, and I, I got really excited about the digital space. Got into my own business, um, I had a distribution business there and we built that internationally and we used the power of the internet to help us with that. And we grew a multi-million-dollar business through Singapore, New Zealand, um, uh, Germany, and the U S and uh, about six, uh, maybe five years ago, moved over. Uh, we moved back from the U S where we lived for four years. And then that's, that's when I sort of started my consultancy business and started off with our company, which is a $200 million company, which is publicly listed. And that's where I started my consultancy practice. And uh, just because I was invited by another consultant who said, this guy's kind of smart. And uh, yeah, we sort of started off there. That's where a whole digital agency was birthed. And uh, when I lived in the US, I met with some and and hung out with some really cool guys who were in the digital space, making, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year. Guys like Russell Bruncheson, uh, Jeff Asner, Ryan Dyes, Perry Belcher, a whole bunch of uh, really cool guys who are um, embracing this space and really pioneering the digital space. When we got back to Australia, James, it was interesting to have a look at um, what had changed in the real estate market since I was in it, you know, over a decade ago. And in fact, um, I got invited as a consultant to a company and to my kind of surprise, not a lot had changed within the space over the, the course of a decade plus. And so I saw a really great opportunity to help um, emerging agencies and people who are serious about dominating in their marketplaces. I saw a really great strategic opportunity for them to embrace the digital space and overtake their competition to be the number one player in their area. So that's what we do.
0: Fantastic. And it is so true of, of seeing, you know, there hasn't been much change, but there is going through a lot of change. And I think, as you said, those who are in the forefront, you know, ready, I guess, ready, willing, and able will really capitalize on, you know, the services and the information that you provide to really take their, their business to the next level. When we talk about, I guess, challenges of why people come, to you, um, what are you noticing? What are some of the, the trends that, you know, they go, Simon, mate, I need your help. I need your help. What's that information?
1: Oh, that's really a great question. I think people are serious about, you know, when they come to me, what's great about it is they're open. And so recently I was at um, uh, a wonderful course called The Vault and it was kind of invitation only. They had some um, amazing leaders in the real estate space who were there. It was like a $6,000 ticket course for three days to be with some of these elite agents. It was amazing. And um, they did a personality profile of these top business owners and agents. And one of the things that they measured was their openness, meaning openness to new ideas. Um, and it was on a scale of, which is not open at all to 100, which is completely open to be distracted by every bright shiny object. And what surprised me was that in that particular room, the score. Can you guess what the score might've been on a scale of from zero to hundred? What do you think it might've been, James? Just a guess, a wild guess.
0: Mm, maybe in the seventies. <laughs> zero is the answer. No and, way.
1: I know blew me, blew me away. And I think, you know, that's, that's the opportunity for uh, people who get this for agents who understand um, because a lot of people, by the time they come to me, they're already open for the conversation. And I love it because 99% of their competition is not open to this competition, to this conversation, right? They're not open to it. So that gives you strategic advantage right from the get-go that we're in the mindset and we're talking about this stuff, how to engage effectively in the digital space. And so that conversation already um, I get excited about because it's a beautiful conversation that 90% of agencies aren't having right now. Yeah, um, so, yeah so when they come to me for help, um, we were giving out information i 'm saying this is the sort of things that we do, and this is the sort of things that you can do and it's sort of we found that most agencies that we were consulting to were very time poor and uh, we could give them great stuff to do and there are so many um, courses out there and programs that you can do which cost thirty grand fifty grand a hundred grand and they 'll give you all the tools that you need but when i 've inter- interviewed clients who have uh been part of these communities and part of these programs and i've asked them about implementation in terms of what have you executed from this um from this program from this course from this huge investment that you've made what have you implemented often the answer is zero and you know when they get you know they participate in some of these courses are excellent courses i'm not dissing them at all the content's great but where they lack is on execution because execution is everything And so that's where my agency came up with the concept of let's just do done for you. You know what I mean? So you don't have to have staff or personnel um, or you're just not going to do it um, nine times out of 10. As a real estate agent, you don't have time. And at the end of the day, I'm really big on the concept of leveraging talent. And so I know that in my own digital marketing agency, I'm not the best Facebook practitioner, but I want to hire the best practitioners in the world uh, to act on behalf of my clients. I can do good campaigns for sure, but I don't do amazing and excellent campaigns like my team can do. Does that make sense?
0: Total sense, total sense. And yeah, that's-
1: when I'm talking to my guys, it's, it's very much so, look, you're not going to do it anyway, nine times out of 10, and you probably shouldn't. It's not going to be the highest return on your investment of time and energy. There's people who can do it better and there's people who can do it more cost effectively while you're focusing on doing your main thing, which is prospecting, listing and selling and so that's the whole premise of how our conversation sort of gets started with uh, with my um, with my colleagues.
0: That's so good because I love that analogy is really focusing on their strengths, right? Their strengths is getting out there and doing these deals where, you know, your team and your strength is getting them to be in front of more deals. So it's a, it's a nice, nice expansion, not really on their team, isn't it? Um, so okay, so take me through that process of someone's willing and able. They put their hand up. They know they need help. They know their time poor. And here you come in with, with I guess the, the the knight in shining armor and and helping them to actually increase their 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 reach, increase their their leads and prospects. What's the process that you usually take them through? Cool.
1: Well, first is is a process of recognition. So we go over you know some of the problems that are out there, like we talked about already. Um, actually what I'll do, is it okay if I share my screen with you? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Let Let me just, um, see if I can, see if I can do this. This would be cool if I can manage how to do it. Um, and if it lets me do it because we're on a zoom call right now and, um, I'm used to doing these calls, not, you know, hosting them rather than, uh, being on them as a guest. So let me see if I can, if I can do this, this would be amazing. Um, just let me try this. Oh yes, I've got it. Beautiful. Beautiful. There we go, this is amazing. (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) hang on a sec. Um, Let me start here. You know, there's a bunch of problems that we have in the real estate space, James. And the first one is that a lot of people are playing, Huh? they're playing follow the leader, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, we're going in circles and we're doing just listed and just sold and here's your fridge magnet. And you know, we're not doing anything which really creates point of difference. And you know, the social media space and the digital space Uh, gives us great opportunity to do that even in um, the non-digital space we've got amazing opportunity to create unique point of difference and most people aren't doing it you know I've seen clients and I'll ask them basic questions and they're just going through the motions they're doing this going in circles like this picture shows on a Ferris reel these guys are just going in circles they're having fun yeah and real estate agents making money that's great they're working really hard probably too too hard um, like I did and my dad did you know we kind of in some ways lost my father to real estate. I got into business with him. Um, And so the thing is when you're in this space, you're in a sea of sameness. And unfortunately from a marketing point of view in a sea of sameness, your business, your brand becomes invisible. And so we like to do things which are unique, which have got cut through and uh, get noticed. You know, I was down in, I've got clients from as far north as Townsville down to as far south as Hobart in Tasmania. And so, you know, this when I was in Tasmania last, I saw something like this. Hey, get a free appraisal, and for goodness' sake, uh, let's lose the jargon, because if we if we keep the jargon, then everyone knows what a free appraisal is. Every real estate agent since the since the invention of the wheel has been giving these free appraisals out. Hey, get your get a free appraisal done for your cave, and uh, you know, and, and, and it's been the same. And so these guys were trying to. Uh, soup it up a little bit and saying, hey, get a free appraisal um, and go into the chance to win a pizza. It's like, really? That's not <laughs> compelling. It's, not, it's just not, you know, you don't need to be in the digital space to know that this offer, and this could be a brochure, it could be a direct mail, um, it could be anything, but it's, that's not a compelling offer. So we. we and here's another one, you know, uh, list your price with us and we'll give you tickets to, do, so tickets to, to, to the movies uh, for two. It's just like, again, that's an invisible offer it 's not compelling it's not cut, got cut through so we show them how to you know get out of the out of the 90s and yeah. uh, get onto you know some real cutting edge marketing and it might be like uh, trips for two like a free holiday this particular offer we saw um, this is for um, property management uh, part of this client's business and so it was like hey um, switch your pro switch your property over us let us do let's get better quality tenants fewer Um, vacancies, higher returns, better reporting, get a $2,000 holiday for free. And so this was at a time for this particular client where they had their BDM leave and resign and God bless them, they took about 30 property managements with them as they went to the competition. That sort of thing just happens, right? So it's, it's, you know, it just happens. And so their new BDM didn't have a great deal of confidence as she first entered in, so we used this. um, And this this isn't even in the digital space. We used part of this in the digital space, But this is just marketing. So we use this as not only lead gen um, to go from, you know, certain amount of appointments to much more appointments. Uh, We also use it as a closing tool and an appointment setting tool. And it'd be like, you know, the phone script is kind of like, um, hey, have you heard about our our free holiday giveaways that we're giving right now? No, I'll tell you all about it when we sit down and go through how we might be able to help you with your investment property. And bam, that's how they used it. this particular thing this offer to set appointments it's the same sort of strategy they used to close the business as well and they went from doing organic twos threes and fours a month to in two months doing 38 so from two threes and fours to like 16 uh 16 plus so really really cool offer so that's an example of you know what i would call a real offer that's a compelling offer that has got you know it's got cut through this one here uh agent down in uh hobart you know um just for finding out what the value of your home is. Notice we don't say um, free appraisal, right? Um, This particular client here, Todd, um, he spends about two and a half hours on his appraisals. So when I'm talking with Todd, it's like, for goodness sake, Todd, you can't call it a free market appraisal because most agents spend two minutes. They don't do two hours. So you have to call it something which is commensurate with the value. So Mm. call it a 13 page property market analysis Call it something different from what the consumer thinks is just a CNA. Yeah. And so a chance to win a hundred grand. Todd did some amazing figures. And I'm happy to share you know, if you guys want to know um, sort of results from this. Todd wrote uh, net commissions. So it's not Todd's business down um, yep. here. So he's a lead uh, salesperson here. I'll, get, I'll show you his numbers if you like. He, uh, he netted $41,000 in net commissions. This is not GCI, but this is in a 90 day promotion that uh, Todd ran, um, made $41,000. Um, had four listings from that and uh, missed out on the f- on listing number five because we kind of flooded him with leads. You can see in ninety days we had you know pretty much a lead every two days. Right. So he's kind of smashed wow, that's great. a two and a half hour CMAs. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hey man, we've gotta- go. <laughs> we
0: got a It's gotta go.
1: lost one because there was a lady ready to come to market today. Now, obviously, you can see there's a bunch of people who weren't ready to come to market today. They're ready in six months, nine months, twelve months, that sort of thing. But uh, we needed to help Todd identify who's ready to come to market today. Because one of these ladies, uh, he didn't get back to you for three days, and she listed with a comp- competition. And I hate that because it makes my numbers look bad. And I can do that. <laughs> I can do that all by myself, James. I <laughs> don't need help with that. So that's the sort of things that I'm talking about. With uh, you know, this isn't even looking at digital space, although this was solely a digital campaign but the offer is purely point of difference marketing and compelling.
0: Yeah. And that's so true as you said well, with one of those slides is it's uh, the industry can be so visible you know like everyone's in the same ocean swim the same stroke going in the same direction you need to have that pink unicorn or the colorful unicorn really to stand out and to and to make yourself difference and to make yourself known and you know it, it's 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 just looking at things completely different isn't it but also you know Looking at the value that you're providing, and as you said, there's no no hidden offers inside of, of some of those campaigns, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: that's great. So so let's let's talk a little bit around then. You you've mentioned before around uh, the whole leadership and the whole team component. What what have you noticed? Like these businesses that you've worked with in the in the past, what's the difference from those leaders who go, you know what, Simon, we get it, we know it, let's do it. Um, compared to, oh, let me think about it. Let me let me consult and blah, 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 blah. What do you notice is the difference of those two business owners and leaders within the businesses?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I think it probably comes down to intention. Um, so I know that, you know, I'm not, as a, as a business owner, I'm not wanting to consider myself as a salesman. I kind of am and kind of not. Yep. But what I'm looking for is when I'm interviewing a client, I'm looking for someone where where this digital strategy or this marketing strategy is a priority for them. And they see the need, you know, we're having this conversation is usually a a check in the box. I want to see that it's firstly, it's it's something that they're mindful about. They've got an awareness, it's a priority. They've got the ability to pay. That's always a good thing. And uh, they've got the decision makers all on board and supporting this decision. That is a hundred percent priority for them. And the fifth thing is that I like them. I like the brand. I like the energy, I like the direction that they're going because I want to make sure, uh, because we're done for you, the, um, the challenge that we have as a business model is the challenge of scaling, right? So I want to make sure that I handpick my clients, I can kind of gel with the vibe of their brand and, um, and their energy, you know, if they're a vibrant brand or they, they're just really going for it. You know, if I can feel that they're really committed to mastering this and, and they just want to be number one in their area, then i'm all over it I, I get really really passionate about that i get very excited about it and i personally invest my all and i get my team my whole team on board with it as well does that make sense
0: so ah, oh, that is so much makes sense because you know what that's a that's a rippling effect because when you've got guys that got that relationship on both teams right things magic starts <clears> happen <throat> and then those messages obviously starts to flow through to to the you know new prospects new vendors and so forth so yeah it's I it's love that analogy i love it Let, let's talk a little bit personal at the moment what are some of the the challenges that you've gone throughout your business career that you've gone through obviously through the other side that have made uh, that you've that you take on now and you go, you know what, that was a good lesson I learned from that challenge. And now I've implemented those lessons into the business.
1: Oh, I love that question. And I
0: hate that question.
1: (laughs) Look, I've, um, you know, last week was uh, a difficult week. We had a couple of clients that wanted to exit our contract. And so we do a 12 month contract with people. And um, I guess, you know, that kind of hurts particularly if you're, if you're making money for people and they just change at a whim, I guess the the gift for me in that process is making sure that I'm screening people correctly. And I'm really um, focused in understanding the DNA of who they are and what they want, what they're all about, what their brand is, what their culture is, and that we are a good fit right right from the outset. And so um, I guess, you know, that means that I have to say no to some people who want to say yes, because I get a gut feel that they're probably going to say no in, six months time or nine months time or prematurely. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And therefore we're going to have, you know, an ugly conversation. I don't want to have that. I want to stay positive. I want to stay focused. I want to keep producing results. And it kind of hurts me cause I get really, um, I get emotionally involved. I, I like to think that I become part of the family and I invest my heart and soul into these companies and their brands to get them to where they want to go. Um, and so yeah, there's that. Um, you know, the other thing is that we are paid on results. And so results is everything, particularly with done for you. If you are attending a course and I've spent, you know, $50,000 on a course, uh, $15,000 on a course, 10 grand on a course, 20 grand on a course, 25 grand on a course on marketing. The thing is with done for you, it's just a different level of accountability. Right? Done for you is done for you. And so you expect it's almost like a black box. Now that it's done for you, you put money in this end and money, more money is supposed to come in. So you're supposed to put um, 25 bucks in here and a $10,000 listing is supposed to pop out here. And so that doesn't always work. What I do is I don't provide a magic wand. I would say that I I can probably, I could probably smash it out the park 70 to 80% of the times. But every now and then we have a campaign that goes south for whatever reason. It might just be the message to market match of a particular region in Australia or a particular demographic or something like that. Um, and so I, uh, you know, often we will launch a really cool and exciting promotion, which uh, requires a little bit more investment with a client. So what I've learned now is it's like, we just go in a little bit lighter and let's just do something which is lighter that doesn't create so much, um, stress on the client financially because you know, my fee, which isn't a huge fee. It's just like, Oh, In most cases, if I can generate one listing that you sell in the space of a year, everything above that is pure profit. And so it's kind of, we've positioned that pricing strategy as kind of a no brainer. Um, Having said that, um, it's too easy to say yes to um, potentially. So I think maybe I need to work on my pricing model, uh, meaning I need to take it north um, so that uh, it's more expensive so that I'm just working with my dream clients that's a conversation I'm having internally with my team and my, my group of coaches as well. Uh, but right now it's it's pretty, gosh, it's it's um, it's kind of a no brainer from a value proposition. And I like to make sure that I'm at least in profit in the first 90 days. So with Todd, first yep. 90 days, he's, he's in front, like he's 41 grand, so all of my fee for the year is taken care of. Um, he's making money, everyone's happy. He should be a client that strategically would be committing suicide if year two, he didn't say yes. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's where, it, that's the space I want to be. And Perfect. everyone's feeling happy. Everyone's getting great results. But from time to time, we're going to do things which don't quite pan out. And, um, and it's interesting looking at stuff like that. Like we had a client um, who just did a book offer recently. And so, um, and they weren't really spending much on the, on the whole campaign. But I looked at it after 12 months. It's like, man, he was spending five bucks a day. It's like come on, you've got to step this up. When we looked at the analysis of it, he was generating, he generated 85 leads from a $5 spend per day, which means that each lead is only worth 21 bucks. Yeah, right. It's just like if you could generate someone who wants um, to purchase a book that, you know, is going to tell them how to get more of a sale, more higher price for their selling their property. It's like a really high qualified lead. Um, And gosh, I, I, I don't know about that. So we had a look at it. I got one of his staff to analyze it because he said, I've got nothing from this. It's like, man, if you haven't closed at least one in 85 leads, I'm not sure that the problem lies with our team. Yeah. I think let's have a look at your processes. Let's have a look at that lead flow matrix to make sure your, your, um, your lead flow isn't broken. You know what I mean? there's a process that advances the listening process and, and let's have a look at what you're doing and who's doing the what make sure there's accountability in there so as we looked at it and we said look let's just go back over the last year and we found that over 85 leads and this is exactly what i would expect five of those had come to market oh. uh, and so three of those had gone to market with the competition yep those three that had listed with the competition never received their book oh really uh, and so it's like and that's beautiful news because it helps the client um, be able to sharpen their pencil in terms of their processes. It totally. helps me know that I'm doing a good job and it helps them know that the offer is a brilliant offer that we shouldn't be spending five bucks a day on. We should be spending 50 bucks a day on. Yeah, yeah? Correct. Um, correct. So, yeah, that's that's really exciting. That's the gift in that whole interesting conversation because that's that's a heavy-duty conversation when things aren't working totally. um, to, to sort of dive deep from the heart and just go, okay, why is it? And owning it, like if it's, if it's wrong and it's not working, we wanna know why, is it the message to market match? Does your offer suck? Uh, meaning, have I created an offer that sucks? Is my messaging on point or not? Is the traffic not the correct type of traffic? Is the um, yeah is the marketing just not not the right messaging for that particular marketplace? So those three things. Um, great friend of yours and mine, Taki Moore says, it's about Tom. And Tom's the guy who, you know, it's traffic, it's the offer, it's your messaging. So yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. It's going to be one of those things and having a deep dive outside of the marketing to have a look at what are the processes, who's involved and how does that, how does that process advance the, the sale or in our case, advance the listing?
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. So if you could, if you could give three pieces of advice to the audience based on, you know, your experience and your digital marketing background, what would those three pieces of advice be?
1: Oh, that's great. I love these impromptu conferences. <laughs> I'm stuck at one. Three pieces of advice. Give me the question one more time. Three pieces of advice on agents listening to this, Yep. what they should do. I would say uh, differentiation is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to stop doing what everybody else is and get in touch with who you are, what your brand is, and get in touch with, um, get in touch with where people are at. You know, my first ever marketing coach was Russell Brunson um, over in the U S and become a great friend of mine, extraordinary entrepreneur. And he says, when you go fishing, you've got to have the right bait at the right place at the right spot at the right time. And so, um, I think you've got to go where the fish are and right now the fish are on social media. Don't think they're on Snapchat, by the way. Um, I think they're they're hundred um, percent, on Facebook and they're growing in Instagram. Absolutely but I think right now I can't think of a more cost effective medium for you to be able to target demographically your audience um, in terms of an engaging piece or something which is also direct responsive in nature. Um, So yeah, get digital, get social. And it's so cost effective. I would, and I don't think it's an either or conversation where we dump letterbox dropping. You know, we don't have to drop that completely, but my gosh, if you could spend $50, um, on each listing, even if you get your vendors to pay $50 and you're putting a video together on not only the features and benefits of the property, but now start talking about the market, what the reserve bank announcement on interest rates means for properties in this area, what employment rates in this area are doing, why this particular pocket is a tightly held enclave of properties and and why it's grown 17% over the last 18 months. Um, You start to position yourself as the expert and the authority in the marketplace and if you're doing that and if you've got let's say conservatively you've got 10 listings let's say you've got five listings a month I deal with some agents who, who do like 10 and 20 a month but if you if you've got like five listings a month and you've got your $50 going to 500 to a um, thousand people times four or five right that's like uh, that's like 5,000 times five is like 25,000 views of you and your content, your positioning, you're everywhere on social media, that that's gotta create top of mind awareness, right? As positioning Probably. yourself and you're just everywhere, that's a really cool place to be. And if you combine that branding with some direct response offers like, hey, get a free book or here are, here are nine most expensive mistakes that people make when selling their property, right? That's a really great emotional piece. Yeah, I love it. I'm not saying common mistakes, we're saying expensive mistakes. So the word expensive is, is, is a painful process, right? Expensive, yeah. that evokes pain. So people, we know that 95% of people are more motivated to move away from pain than they uh, copywriting headline. How to get $55,000 more for your property is not gonna be as, it's not gonna convert as well as avoid the nine most expensive mistakes that owners make when selling their properties. It's just not because we're in a pain point here. So if you can solve pain and you can bring up pain first, then uh, you can get some cut through, you can get some direct response, meaning it's not just branding. Oh. Right. I talked to a client recently, he said, I oh, was spending uh, 26 to 30 grand on radio advertising every year. And so my initial question as a marketer is like, how many listeners do you get from that? Oh, we don't know. Why don't you know? We don't have any measurables. Oh, so there's no call to action on the ad. Yep. Um, it's just a branding ad. It's like, yeah, and there's a space for that. But I think branding and direct response can coexist together where we can say, we put this ad out there and this is how much traction we got from it. These are how many leads we got from it. And this is how many listings. That's where I like to
0: operate in. Love it. Love it. Pearls of wisdom. Really appreciate all this uh, gold information, because I think, you know, just by starting with with some of the basics, as you've mentioned, and then exploring, going deeper and deeper, I think, I think you and I could be chatting all day about this stuff. I love it. Love, it, love it. So go, go and check it out. Smartermarketers.com.au. Simon, really appreciate your time, energy and expertise today. Um, Mate, all the best. And thank you for, for coming on the call. James, you're
1: so welcome. The third piece of advice I would have is go to that website and we do a free webinar which uh, is a bit of a deep dive on this whole stuff. And we sort of unpack some of the dynamics behind uh, some of the campaigns we've run with our case studies. And so that will be a really uh, great starting point for a lot of your viewers today, but uh, you yeah, mate, happy to um, add some valuable content on uh, your podcast today. Thanks for inviting me on the call you. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, do well, man.
0: Awesome. Go and check it out. Smartermarketers.com.au and uh, get those, that, that free information, mate. Pearls of wisdom. Thank you very much.